the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya Podcast. Think back to when you were about 20, 22 years old. What were you doing with your life? What were your goals? What were your aims? What were your dreams? Did they include forming a school for boys whose values were honor, discipline, commitment, courage, accountability, and consistency? Yeah, I didn't think so. Mine weren't either. Let's meet the guy who's doing it next. Now, it's time for some sanity. It's the Michelle Tafoya podcast. So as I am wont to do, I was scouring Twitter, just looking for interesting people to follow. That's kind of a, a great resource for people in journalism, people in the news, find out what other people are saying and talking about and thinking. And I came across this young man named King Randall, and he has an organization and it's basically a school for boys. By the way, they accept cryptocurrency donations. They accept all donations. Hashtag this is life prep, life preparatory school for boys established 2021. I would love to see this succeed. This is um, a young man who found himself in Albany, Georgia, looking around and saying, why aren't we preparing our young men for the real world? Why are we teaching them that they are victims? Why are we not giving them actual skills where they can be productive in society? So this young guy decided to do it at the ripe old age of, I think he was 20 or 21 when he started. And you're going to meet him. Uh, the Life Preparatory School for Boys is a 501c3 charitable organization with a mission to teach boys the true meaning of manhood and to be protectors and providers for their communities. And I mentioned the values earlier. Uh, through these values, we offer a unique program of self-discovery for the male youth of Albany, Georgia. Honor, discipline, commitment, courage, accountability, and consistency. And um, it, it's called the X for Boys program. And they say solve for X. Albany, Georgia, which is this young man's hometown, currently has a crime index of two out of a hundred. And X equals through his personal advocacy for male youth development, King founded and developed the X for Boys with a mission to teach boys the true meaning of manhood, true masculinity, how to be a team player and collaborate with others, and how to be, again, protectors and providers for their communities. To, to continue advancing his mission, King is set to open the X for Boys Life Preparatory School. This is what we're going to find out for him. What is the status of this school? Is he moving forward? How many kids does he have? I know they've still got camps going. So I'm coming at this with kind of as little information as you have. And we're going to discover this together and learn about this young man and meet him and find out what drives him. I find this to be, I don't know, restoring my faith in the youth of America, maybe, or at least in this one youth. Speaking of youth, in your youth and throughout your life, really, you have a mom 
And your mom does so much for you when you're young. And my mom at 92 years old continues to do so much for me. And so I've got a Mother's Day gift to provide for you. Actually, you've got to pay for it, but I'm going to tell you what it is. This is a great gift. Genucel.com. Genucel skincare. This stuff is amazing. You hear about skincare products from, I don't know, South Korea, uh, other parts of Asia, the Philippines that are supposed to be magical. I'm going to tell you that Genucel has been magical for me. Uh, it is a, a, a an antioxidant-based skin-nourishing skincare line. And it's got, uh, it's manufactured here in the United States, by the way. It is formulated by a pharmacist. It's got quality ingredients. Um, it smooths out fine lines and wrinkles. I know because I use it. And it prevents new ones from forming. And uh, last night before I went to sleep, I put on the deep firming serum with stem cell technology. I love this stuff. I woke up this morning, as I do every morning, I, I thought, I, I look like I just went to the spa. So right now, save over 70% on Genucel's most popular package featuring Genucel's Ultra Retinol that contains a powerful retinol alternative, safe on pregnancy, safe for breastfeeding. You'll also get Genucel's Dark Spot Corrector to reduce the appearance of dark marks and sunspots from those long summer days outdoors. Plus, you'll still get Genucel's classic under-eye bags therapy for those under-eye bags and puffiness, and it's got immediate effects. You will see results in little as 12 hours in as little as 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Don't wait. Celebrate your favorite mom by going to genucel.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Michelle to save over 70% off their most popular package. Plus every package includes a luxury gift box with three free springtime essentials. That's three free gifts plus free concierge shipping for a limited time. Go to genucel.com slash Michelle, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Get your 70% off your gift for your Mother's Day and happy Mother's Day, everyone. Well, as promised, here is King Randall and I'm I'm meeting you for the first time and I'm so excited to meet you because I'm inspired by what you're doing. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm just glad to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're 23 years old, you told me right before we started rolling. Uh, mm -hmm. And what you're doing is amazing at any age, really. But the 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 youth of you, uh, it's it's incredible. So I want to learn a little bit more about you, so I know how you came to this place. You were born in Albany, Georgia. Yeah, born and raised in Albany. Uh, graduated uh, from Westover High School here in Albany when I was 17. I also graduated uh, culinary school here in Albany from Albany Technical College uh, when I was 17. Also, I did the dual enrollment program where nice. you can get your degree while you're in high school. So I did that. Um, but yeah, I've been in Albany my whole life for the most part. Yep. So at 17, you get out of high school and culinary school. What did you do next? Went to the uh, Marine Corps. Wow. Wow. Yeah, what, went to the Marine what made Corps. you decide to do that? Being d directly honest with you, uh, I had three best friends at the time. They all went at the same time. And so I was just back by myself working at Chick-fil-A. I had just got married and stuff. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's how that happened. I was just like, I, I got to find something to do. So yeah, oh, there we go. So you followed your friends. Yeah. What was the experience like for you? Uh, it was probably the worst, best, most terrible, beautiful experience uh, ever. Uh, it's all that put in one. So <laughs> I'll say that. I met a lot of friends. Um, discovered a lot about myself and um, it was uh, challenging for the most part mentally. I wouldn't, I mean, it was a few physical challenges, sure, but it was mostly mental challenges, dealing with people, learning how to um, be a team and things like that. But um, overall, I met a lot of brothers and a lot of friends and it was a, it was a great experience. And it also helps me with how I discipline 
uh, my students uh, right now in school. So it's it, it helped a whole lot. I always say uh, God, you know, puts you in different places for different reasons. And I believe, uh, you know, I was able to have that experience to be able to teach the students in my school right now. So when did you leave the Marines? Um, I left the Marines when I was like 20, 21, uh, I believe. Um, I immediately started working in my community. Um, immediately after that, uh, some of my um, my unit still keeps up with me to this day. Um, they've helped volunteer. They've helped uh, do things uh, with the students um, in our school, my old recruiters and things like that. And um, the reason I started working immediately in my community was because while I was in the Marines, one of my classmates got sentenced to 30 years in prison. Uh, uh, for a murder. Um, he wasn't at the actual murder, um, but he hid the murder weapon. And, um, while I was in court with him, um, you know, the judge was asking did anybody want to come speak on their behalf or, any, or anything. And I went, and I was just like, is there anything that we could do for him? I'm just like, he's, we're 18 years old. You know, obviously he wasn't at the actual murder. You know, he could have made a better decision. Sure. But do we have any like rehab or, or any type of programs we could get him into or something? And he was just like, no, so I was just like, why don't we have any rehab programs for like juvenile offenders or just younger people to help them stay off the streets, um, stay out of uh, these different environments um, where they shouldn't be at and something with some true consistency. And that's where I got the idea to start our program. Um, I started January 19, 2019. Um, it's just uh, about nine days before my first son was born. And um, we started that program doing field trips um, and it was it skyrocketed from there. Um, we started teaching boys how to change oil, change brakes. Uh, we started teaching them how to paint, um, teaching them how to work on houses, um, changing ceiling fans, changing toilets, uh, doing sheetrock, flooring, uh, you name it. And then getting into teaching them how to read. Um, so it's it, it's a lot that happened uh, in between, you know, starting the program and now. Um, yeah. And the reasons why I did all these things, but I'll allow you to ask more questions, of course. Well, yeah, I, it's it's fascinating that you would be in this courtroom situation and see your friend going through this. Is your friend, you're, he's still in prison? Mm-hmm. Yep, still in prison. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it's, as you said, could have made a better decision, should have made a better decision. But the, instead of being bitter and angry and rebellious about it, you decided to do something productive. What mm-hmm. inspired, like, what is it about your background? Your, what was built into you, King, that that made you want to be proactive out of this instead of just sit back and be angry? I definitely give credit to my family, um, my grandfather and my, my uncles who helped raise me, um, my pastor, um, who helped raise me, you know, growing up. So I learned how to do a lot of those skill trades, um, outside growing up. You know, I was like 12, 13 years old. We were, I learned how to weld and paint cars and we build all of our sheds in the background. Uh, we grew all of our food. Like literally, if my mom wanted us to, to, we wanted food, she would tell us to go outside and pick it. Like we literally grew everything that we, we had. Wow. We had all types of animals. Oh, so I learned how to take care of dogs, chickens. I mean, it was a very country lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and what helped me want to be able to teach the community was my my stepfather and my mom and everybody in the community. Like we all helped each other. Um, all the kids would come over to my mom and my stepdad's house, and you know we would uh, do Bible study. Um, they would come eat dinner. Um, everything, and even the guy across the street, the guy behind the house. Like I mean, everybody. Like it was a big community type deal. Uh, the guy down the street taught us how to lay bricks and we closed in our garage. And I mean, this is, this is a community ordeal where I lived at. Like everybody was in tune with each other. Everybody was a village. Um, and I thought that would be something that everybody had, but everybody didn't. Yeah. And so learning how to do so much growing up 
and then seeing so many boys not be able to do anything and not even knowing how to read. Um, that's where I was like, yeah, we're going to have to, uh, <laughs> to really dig into a lot of these things, especially the reading and writing because children read and write horribly, um, to the yeah. point where it's, it's like they haven't had any type of training at all, but they're in school their whole lives. It absolutely makes no sense to me. Um, so, and that's, and that's, um, why I started, uh, doing what I was doing. So you're, you're, you start when you're so young uh, and you, how did you build this thing? Like, I mean, this has not been an easy road and I know you've run up against some problems trying to, you know, get a building site and all the things that you want and need to run a school. So you have this idea, how did you put mm -hmm. it into motion? How did you finance it? You know, what, what, where did you start? Um, originally I started out of my house. Um, I started our first camps at, at home. Um, they were in my dining room. Um, and I would, I got some tables that people would give to me. Um, I put it on Facebook. Does anybody have any tables or whatever? And we had, uh, put the tables in the dining room and I, I bought me a little whiteboard that was maybe by about like 20 by 40 or something. Yeah. And, um, I would write on that dry erase whiteboard and, you know, I would teach definitions, teach them about money, teach them about reading, language arts. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Are they all just in Albany? Did you know them in some way? How did you get these kids to come to you? I put, I made a flyer on my phone and told people what I'd be offering. Um, um, and I posted it on Facebook and parents were interested because nobody else had been teaching those things uh, in the city of Albany. Um, so that's where uh, the kids come from. I knew none of them. Um, except for my younger brother, of course, um, I've raised him since he was about uh, 11 or 12, I believe. Um, he and I have uh, different different moms, but the same father. Um, but I raised him since he was about 11 or 12, but only him. But other than that, all the other kids were brand spanking new. And for parents to trust a 19 year old kid at the time to run a summer camp out of his house, you know, it was uh, it was quite interesting. And I'm grateful to those parents. And, and I'm grateful to the staff I have now because so much happened at that time that I didn't know. Um, I had, uh, I didn't have no light paperwork, no allergy information, no, like all the stuff you're supposed to have that I have yeah. now, of course. I didn't know anything about any of that. I didn't know what a nonprofit was. I didn't know what the LLC was. I'm just working with kids, you know? So that's, so, so that's how so we got started. So who stepped in to help you? How did you find people to, to help support and grow this, this school? Sure. So, um, I, I think maybe the, Summer of 2021, um, uh, I was on social media and a friend of mine uh, was telling me that I should start posting more like what we were doing because at the time I wasn't posting what we were doing. I was just doing it. And um, people were like, you know, you should start posting these things online because people would be inspired and really need to see 
what you're doing. So I started posting and we were posting for months, you know, and I wasn't really getting any traction at all. You know, maybe like two likes on Twitter or something like that. But, you know, one day it circulated on Twitter. And um, uh, next thing you know, we got invited to the White House um, with President Trump out of nowhere. And um, we received like so much love from there. Um, our social media kind of skyrocketed from there. Um, well, not necessarily skyrocketed at that time, um, but it, it, we got a lot of traction. We were able to raise a lot of money. We raised like $20,000 for our first building that we were trying to buy um, in about a couple of days. And we were just raising money. And I was posting more videos, posting more things that me and the boys had been doing, um, such as firearms training and welding and all this stuff that we've been uh, showing our students. And people were loving it. And um, I... I think uh, maybe a month or so uh, after that, um, we started getting invited different places to come, you know, uh, show what we were doing and I would get invited to talk different places. So it started gaining traction a little bit um, slowly. Um, I still didn't have a team at the time. It was just me. Um, And uh, the next year, um, one of my friends that uh, used to work in Girl Scouts, uh, she's very, uh, very big on nonprofits and logistics and things like that. So I was like, hey, could you come? help me do what I'm doing. And when she got to to me and saw everything that was happening, she was like, oh, no, no, no. She shut the program down for about a month to get everything everything together. She was like, no, you can't do this. She was like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You're going to get in trouble. Somebody, go, you're going to jail. So, um, yeah, so she, she shut everything down for a bit, a minute so she could get all the paperwork together and get all the parents to sign their kids up properly and make me a nonprofit and get all this you know, squared away um, to, to start out. Um, so we did all that. We got our paperwork together. I did an interview on in March of 2021 with Roland Martin. Um, and uh, we got into a little disagreement there. Um, and the interview went na- internationally viral um, overnight. Uh, I woke up in the morning and all of my social media had exploded and people Let from me ask all you a question because a lot of people don't know who Roland Martin is, and he's kind <laughs> of a a bombastic gentleman. Um, who, it, what he did he invite you on his podcast on his show? Yes, uh, I got on Twitter and I was talking about why I decided to open a school, and I think we should start doing it for self in our communities. And he got up; he didn't like it. And he shared it and called me an idiot. And I was just like, how am I an idiot for wanting us to get up and do things for our community? I'm like, I don't understand. But people always take me saying do for self like like that's the only way we can make something happen. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that people people really want to rely and ask the government for stuff. I don't have an issue with that. You do that on your own time. However, I still feel like we still should try and do something. Like I, I'm not just going to sit and do nothing until the government Absolutely. gives us some money or something. And I think he had a problem. He, he called you an idiot? Yep, called me an idiot, and then he invited me on the show to talk about uh, voting rights because he was saying that we should be fighting for more voting rights. And I'm just like, what voting rights don't we have? I mean, we had a whole civil rights movement. I don't understand. Like, did we not have voting rights act passed? But like I told him then, he was explaining, like, certain things that may be blocking people from voting. I'm like, well, that's great. Please fight that fight. If these things are actually happening, fight that fight. I support you. But don't tell me that my work isn't as important because you're uh, fighting for voting and these kids are being starved and molested and abused at home. And I'm working with them directly every day, but don't tell me that, that my fight is any less than yours. I support your fight. So support mine. And I was just telling him, we all have different parts of the body, you know, and the lungs may not be able to do what the liver does, but everybody needs to work together not fighting each other. Don't, the lungs shouldn't be telling the liver that you need to be helping me breathe. Like, no, that's, that, that's dumb. Everybody plays their part. Um, and that went viral. Um, I mean, all types of celebrities uh, reached out. Layla Ali, 
uh, Rihanna. I mean, you name they it. They reached it was out so to you? Mm-hmm. They all sent DMs and, you know, were saying they're proud of what I was doing and stuff. And I just, it was it was crazy. It was Bravo. a big whirlwind. I was, I was all Bravo. over TV and everything. Yeah. Bravo. So we, that's I mean, how we raised the money. You know, this is what I love about you, King. Uh, many things that I'm learning. and, and But I, I, I've seen, I follow you on Twitter and you are not afraid. And I have seen other people criticize your work. And, and I think someone even said this Booker T Washington effort is, is not how it's done. And it was a woman who was saying this to you. And, I, and, and as you know, I have the Booker T Washington photo behind me because I think the man was a genius and, mm-hmm. and did, and did and a self-made man. And it's, uh, his story is amazing to me. And so um, I I was so that's what got my attention when people started criticizing you for having that can do independent, we can help ourselves attitude. And to take you to task for that drove me crazy. And I I hope it seems to me you're able to handle it. It seems to me you're letting it roll off your back. And I pray to God, I'm not kidding you, that that continues to happen because we need Mm -hmm. you. We need you. And I don't understand why people are dismissing what you're doing. I, how do you, when you see that, what, what goes through your, you know, your, your soul when you see that kind of stuff online? I mean, I try and talk to people because um, I don't, I don't really like start trolling or anything unless they just yeah. don't want to try and hear what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, listen to what I'm saying. I'm listening to you. I understand your fight. I understand what you mean. If you believe reparations is the way, Please fight that fight and do your thing. But do not tell me that we shouldn't be doing it. Like, they're like, oh, you're just destined for failure because the government is not going to give us reparations. I disagree. I'm like, there are so many successful black people. There are so many successful black people that are out doing things, that have money, that have great jobs, have great families, and are not just living paycheck to paycheck. Like, they actually live good lives. And we have to showcase this to our students so that way we could, you know, make sure that they, you know, believe that they could do something. Why would I tell an 11-year-old that his life is destined to fail? Because he didn't get reparations, then he's never going to want to do anything. I'm like, he's never going to want to be successful. He's going to think that the only way he could survive is to have reparations. And then I had these guys telling me that, oh, they're still going to go out and get killed. And the, the police are still going to stop them and all that, no matter what you teach them and everything. So I'm like, oh, so just shut the school down. And just go fight for reparations, huh? Like, I'm like, this, just bump the kids, bump everything we got going on. Don't teach them nothing, just reparations. Like, I'm like, that's not how it works. That's not how it's going to work. You know, um, I, be- I believe in supporting everybody's fight. If you believe that's your area, we will support you from our side. However, do not tell us that our work isn't as important as yours is. And like I said, everybody, you know, has the different parts of the body. I don't understand what the fight was. I also can understand that people have a lot of PTSD from a lot of um, um, happenings that were supposed to happen and never did. But we have proof. You know, I post everything that we do. One, pe- one thing people love about our organization is the transparency. We have shared every single thing that there was to share about the school, from purchasing every building, from purchasing the land, everything that we've done, you know, people have been able to see with their eyeballs. And, and we yeah. invite everybody to come and see what we're doing. The address is public. Come on and see us. You know, we don't have to prepare for you or anything. Um, so, but they, some people think it's fake. They were going, taking people to task, trying to convince people that the school was not real. They had a Twitter space. It was like 3,000 people in there trying to convince people that the school isn't here. I'm like, I'm literally sitting right here watching you guys on this space trying to convince people that the school is not an actual place. I'm like, it is. We have a big 41,000 square foot building that we can't hide that we invited people to help us work on. Like, it's that's where we are, though. And it's, uh, you know, I and my other prayer for you is that 
those people don't get to you. The X for boys.org, the letter X for boys.org. How did you come up with that name? Oh, yes. Uh, people ask this all the time. Um, I yeah. think you've seen on the website where it says solve for X. It's like a math equation. Solve um, you have for to solve X, right? for X. Yeah, and we're teaching the X to boys. Um, so it's the X for boys. The X is teaching manhood, teaching uh, proper masculinity. This is all what X equals. Um, so it's the X for boys. Again, like a math equation. Right. Gotcha. It's it's clever. And um, tell us about your boys. Tell us about these boys that come to your school. And I know you have some camps, too, that are open to boys and young girls that can come and do a weekend camp. But tell us about the, the, the students that you see and, and any particular thing that's you know, really heartened you about them? Uh, well, without getting into their specific names or anything like that, right. I mean, a lot of them, you know, they go through different things. They have different things that they've been through. Um, they've learned different things. And a lot of them, you know, it, it makes me feel good when their parents talk about how they're doing better at home because we do board the kids um, so that they stay. Um, and we do that because we want to kind of take them away from their environments. We've discovered a lot. Um, from having the children actually live with us. We saved a lot of children from them actually having to live with us from some of the things I mentioned before, from finding out about them being molested and being abused and starved. And I mean, we've, we've been able to save a lot of children um, like that. Um, we, of course, we don't have all great stories. Uh, you know, people hear these organizations, it's like, oh yeah, everybody's perfect and all the kids are going to succeed. No, no, no. You know, we have, we have failures. We have times where parents and I disagree and, we have all those hiccups, just like every other school and every yeah. other organization. Um, but our students, you know, they have had, you know, tough times. They've had great times from them having to eat hot and ready pizzas with me. You know, when we didn't have any funds, when I first started boarding them, they were in my living room. You know, I, I got some bunk beds and put them in my living room and I made it happen. So we eating hot and ready pizzas and, and beans and weenies and, noodles, you know, trying to make it happen, but I never charged a dime to parents. I never asked them for anything. You know, I've always wanted everything to stay and remain free. Even our boarding school right now is free. Um, and God has blessed us with people to be able to, to help take care of our school. Do we struggle? Absolutely. Do we have great times? Absolutely. Um, do the bills get a little tough? Absolutely. Are we able to take care of them all the time? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But it, it gets tough. Um, the bills get five figures a month and mostly, uh, and that's light bill, Wi-Fi, haircuts, uniforms, food. I mean, all of that to remain not government funded. I do believe, you know, we should be able to teach what we want. And um, I turned down becoming a charter school because I didn't want um, our our curriculum to be bothered or tampered with. or I didn't want to have anybody to say anything about what we were trying to teach. So I'd rather have the nine students that we have now versus the 150 because I want to make sure they're actually being transformed and actually uh, being molded. Um, I don't believe that children could really be like molded unless they really get go to a boarding environment where they're building routines. Routines build habits, habits build character, and character makes the man. Amen again. Um, it's it's remarkable. So and 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 I want you to feel sure because here's how I see it from out here. You've got nine kids there in the school right now. The the ripple effect that they will have from having had their lives changed throughout the mm -hmm. rest of society, whether it's there in Albany, Georgia, or anywhere else, is going to make that impact far bigger than just nine boys. Um, and it's it's remarkable what you're doing. So what, you know, if people want to help, 
how can they help? What's the best way? Is it you need donations, right? Of course, but we also have like uh, our Amazon wish list, Walmart wish list. So for people who uh, don't have to necessarily give monetary donations, we we a lot of stuff we get um, people donate, like all of our beds and desks and things like that. People donate it to our school, um, so people don't have to like directly donate funds. Um, and also, you can go on our website and, and and look at all the pictures we you know of things we've done, videos of things we've done. I mean, everything's there on the website, and share those with your friends and family, your boss at work, wherever. You know, sharing things is a, is is a big support too for people who say they can't you know give anything uh, financially. It's always great to share what we're doing so people could see uh, what's happening and be inspired to do things where they are. Um, so I know a lot of people get upset when they're not able to give and that's totally fine. You can give, give support by sharing things that we're doing, posting our pictures, tagging us, um, and, and letting it circulate. Cause that's how we do it. Um, and yeah. I have people, you know, who give, I know this lady, she, she can only afford to give a dollar a month, but she does, you know, everything oh. counts and, and everything things like that. Yeah. yeah. Everything that, counts. Absolutely. That is so touching. That is so touching that she gives a dollar mm-hmm. a month. It's probably, like you said, it's all she can do, but she's going to mm-hmm. do it. Um, that is so cool. What is the status of your building? How is that progressing? Sure. Um, so we still have our uh, 41,000 square foot building. Um, during the summertime of last year is when we did the most renovations to it. Uh, we've had the building for about two years now, and we were already running our after school program. Um, out of it. Our after school program presently has about 40, 45 children uh, signed up oh, altogether. Awesome. Um, so we do still do after school um, as well as the actual school. Um, but our building right now, we had to leave the premises um, because somebody was calling, uh, reporting about uh, things that were happening at the school, which is nothing was happening. Um, we had a storm come back in, I think, September or October, and our school was in line. Um, of the storm that happened, it came and destroyed the church. And uh, we remember we had a visitor that day and um, uh, the building was shaking and everything uh, when, when the storm came through and it was water, like flooding the floors. I mean, it was, it was insane. It was a bad storm, but we were fine. You know, it was still workable and we were just going to, you know, take care of those few little things. But we get a fire marshal come to the door one day. And he's like, um, yeah, we've been getting some calls about complaints. I'm like, who's complaining about this? Nobody's even here besides us and the students who's calling complaining about our school. They were like, well, we just been getting a few calls just trying to, we need to come see what's happening here or whatever like that. So, but they, they premised it as if they were trying to help us like that. So I was like, okay, you guys can come. Cause he was like, yeah, we just want to see, you know, what, how we guys can help you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, so I let him come see what was wrong and, you know, I was showing him this and that. I'm like, yeah, we need to get this done and that done. He's like, okay, well we will reconvene and we'll come back and we'll let you know what you can do and blah, 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 blah. Then, and the next day they, it was like 11 people in badges came to the school and uh, we had to pause classes and they were in the middle of martial arts at the time and the pause classes and everything because they wanted to come look through the building and still under the guise of trying to help us, you know, with our school. And um, they were just like, yeah, OK, well, we just, you know, going around. You got these guys taking pictures and everything. They're like, we're just trying to see, make sure everything's good. And, you know, we, we want to make sure you guys can be successful and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just like, all right, cool. And um, the next day I get this one guy coming to uh, serve us this letter. And he was like, we have to leave the premises. And if we don't leave, I'm subject to fines and jail and or jail time. Um, we're not allowed on this premises unless we're cleaning up or renovating. So we had to leave the building. Luckily, we have uh, we purchased our office buildings. So we still do school out of our office buildings. We have three office buildings um, that we purchased before uh, we purchased the actual school building. And um, we have our boarding home. 
Um, that's my bo- my boyhood home. My mom purchased it for us. Um, she bought it back and we renovated that. X Insurance actually paid for the renovations. Um, X Insurance Company out of Utah, they paid for the renovations to the boarding home. So we, we turned it into a nine bedroom, uh, three bath home and the children were staying there for boarding. Um, so we had a boarding home and we'll come here every day for school. Um, and that's how that worked out. So either it, way, God, feels- I ran in the bush. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you're facing a lot of headwinds. I mean, it seems to me like there are some people who just don't want this to succeed. What gives you the most hope? Um, well, them, um, them and the students and the people that don't want it to succeed, because I, I just have a head like, well, if you don't want it to happen now, I have to make it happen. If, if this is going to attack the status quo, then let's do it. Um, they've got me to a point now where I just want to eradicate the whole school system in town. I don't even want the public <laughs> school system here. Um, yeah. and, and that's just is what it is because of things that happen with us and the school system and things I've heard about, you know, and things I've seen with my own eyes to try and hurt our program. So I'm just like, well, I just got to become a gazillionaire and, and go buy every, every piece of land in Albany and, and make schools. So that way nobody gets to come to the public school and everybody has to come to our school free. So <laughs> we're going to make it happen. And I, and I firmly believe that. So I, I stayed up about 36 hours one night and, and made a whole plan as to how I'm going to do that. Um, so give me about five to seven years and we'll, we'll start seeing that slowly progress here in the city of Albany and take take it um other cities also i can't wait to watch and i'm going to be following you uh, online and watching and cheering you on from here because i i think uh these first nine kids that you have right now you know they're they're very fortunate to be with you and um i Thank congratulate you, you and i again we will we're sharing links with people about how to support you if they want to support your your organization and i know you've got some some camps coming and so forth um Good mm-hmm. luck, man. King, it's so nice to meet you. And it's good to hear that you're, you're getting support from Layla Ali and Rihanna. That's pretty nice. Uh, yep. So great. <laughs> Hang in there, man. We're, you've got cheerleaders up here in Minnesota as well. Thank you. And I would love to come visit. I hadn't, I hadn't been to Minnesota before. I've been uh, all over the country for the most part, but I haven't been there. So we'd love to visit one day also. Well, e- either I'll come to you or you come here and we'll show you around, but I'd love to come see the school when it's ready. Um, and, and I, sure. I'll make a, I'll make a point of that. I'll make a point of that. Best to you, yep. King. He is King Randall. Thank you. Again, the school uh, is in Albany, Georgia. The organization, the X for boys.org. Again, this is solving for X. They're looking for a solution to this problem. And I love the way you put it. The lungs can't do what the heart does. The liver can't do what the lungs do. Every part of the body has to work together. And uh, uh, I, I give it to you. You've got heart. That is for sure. Thank you, King. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Michelle Tafoya show. And as always, like this young man, be brave and do good. Thanks for listening. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.